1: When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing
2: for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call
1: the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.
2: Time now for The Drive with Mark Ennis. Presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull.
1: Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here on a Monday the phone lines are open 8150 939 3831 939 for the uh, UPS Shop's text line, Dave. Uh, I don't know how to uh, skillfully talk about what happened in the game against Wake Forest, in particular the, the Zan pain, uh, pain angle, uh, without it sounding like I'm picking on him individually right you know as a as a person but he's really just sort of representative of whatever the the overarching issues are with Louisville basketball under Kenny Payne and I wanted to bring up something that I thought our our friend uh, Troy uh, tweeted a little while ago and it it's a good accurate uh, catch on his part about some of the inconsistencies in Kenny's thinking how can it be that you can sit up at that podium and say, we don't have any uh, signees for next year because there really aren't a lot of freshmen who can come in and help this team and supplant the freshmen and the young guys that we've already got. So I'm going to have to hit the portal for those guys, and then Payne starts the game at Wake Forest. Right. How does that work, Dave?
3: It doesn't. It's one of the like just constant inconsistencies that we have with the messaging from kenny is when you get to a point where it just seems like he wants to blame anything but his coaching where this week it's this this week it's that you know this week it's you know earlier he didn't want to use the transfer portal you know he wanted to build this team quote unquote the right way with freshmen you know and 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 younger players that he could bring through the program and then all of a sudden it's like well you know freshmen aren't going to help us anymore it's like all right well welcome to the club you know, but we can't possibly sign any for next year because uh, they're not going to supplant the young players we have right now. And it's like, I don't – you take any players that can help you, period. You have plenty of room for players that can help you. There's going to be turnover in the transfer. And this is just in theoretically if you were coming back next year. There are plenty of players that you could bring in from the freshmen from the high school ranks or the transfer pool, whatever, that could help you. This year or down the road, and like, I agree that the transfer portal is where he should be trying to get older, trying to get uh, players that are that are proven at this level. But that's not where he was mentally. And then you look at the roster, and you're starting Payne. You started Hersey Miller last week, and and uh, Danilo, and it just. To shake things up or whatever you think like his the only thing he said is he thought that zampan would help them defensively and he thought he played solid which i thought he that was the ultimate troll <laughs> like that, at that point i was like all right this is performance art i gotta take a break or i'm gonna lose my mind um in what world did he play solid i like and you can point at a plus minus that was correlation not causation it had it had nothing to do with what he was doing out there i promise you that just watch the tape um but that's the thing like mark i think it it comes from a place of just his messaging is so bad and it's been bad from the beginning and inconsistent that he just kind of says things you know and 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 sometimes well they all they never make sense i'll put it that way
1: No, look his, his his, not excuses. Well, they are excuses, but I don't think he means them that way. His explanations—that's the word I'm looking for. His explanations are the most, I think, discouraging part because it's like it's bad enough. The things are the way that they are, but then when the person in charge tries to explain why he thinks they are the way that they are, it makes it even worse. And it makes you even more, I think, despondent on why any of it hasn't gotten any better. And even today, uh, where he was on the ACC coaches' teleconference, and that's the only media he's doing before the Duke game, uh, he's asked about the defense. He said, we've been working on it from day one, but we have to be better at that. And I have a bunch of guys that are young. And the hardest thing to do in this game is communicate, to talk, especially if in your DNA has always been to be a quiet kid. You got to get out of that and be able to communicate to your teammates loudly and early so that we can react. If we could just clear it up, those two things, transition and talking to each other, we will be a lot better defensively. Dave, it's almost February, and we're talking about – how if we could just clean up guys talking
3: that's okay that's the point is that we're a year and a half into this man we're a year and a half into this and we're talking about talking on defense that's not the only thing that's going wrong you know, like I don't think they know where to be. I don't think that you communicate that properly. It's just ridiculous. Like I, I we're the messaging is wild, and it, and it doesn't come at, across as somebody who's desperately fighting for his job. It comes across as somebody who thinks we all think the way he thinks. Like, oh yeah, last year was a throwaway. It was as good as it could have been. You know, and 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 this year it's 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 a work in progress.
0: Like they were, yeah. Wake Forest would hit eighteen three pointers, regardless of what we did defensively yesterday. Or that's basically the point. It was just like there's no closeout on any defense at all this season, and like Wake Forest, you just let him get constantly open looks, and they nailed eighteen. And he's like, that was special to hit eight. It's like that's the other team, not your team, Kenny. Like that was so another tone deaf press conference as always. Yeah. Well, it's it's just it's funny to hear him say like. You
1: have to just learn to be different. If it's in your DNA to be quiet, you have to, to learn to just be different. My guy, you model this for them. Like you don't like to talk. Right. You prefer to move in silence. You don't think you have to talk to anyone who you don't want to talk to. And you do the you do less than anyone I've ever seen in your position. Uh, at Louisville, by a lot. Maybe they're just taking on the personality of their coach.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, see, so that's what like when he starts talking about them not talking on, on the floor. I'm like, yeah, that's that's a problem, but it's just so far from the only problem. Like, I don't know if they could tell each other where to be. Do we have proof that they know where they're supposed to be? Yeah, do they even know where their their own self should be? <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if. Well, right. You know, like I, I, I don't know if that's the problem because I just don't know if it's. I don't know if they know where they're supposed to be. That's the first fundamental issue: is you need to know where you're supposed to be on the court. And I, these, his message hasn't gotten across ever since he got here. These players don't. He does not get the message across to the players. He does not communicate it properly. And that was reflected last month when he kept telling us, well, I keep telling them. I'm going to tell them again before the next game. It's like, no, stop telling them the way you're telling them. You can't just keep saying you got to do this, you know, and you have to show them because the way you're you're giving it to them, it's not – the information isn't coming across. They're not absorbing it. Your teaching methods are failing.
1: If you look at their defensive ratings – uh, on say on Ken Palm, they're 245 in defensive efficiency. Were that good? 298 in effective field goal percentage. 298. I mean that means there are only like 35 teams who teams shoot worse against than they do, or are better against than they do against Louisville. Louisville for crying out loud. Uh, the, the defense and and don't let the the little blurb about talking. Because that is something that every coach has to deal with, uh, with players. I think we all remember the very famous uh, Rick Patino beginning to get very, very upset. The Peyton Siva, who is, as Kenny would say, had being a quiet person in his DNA, uh, that Rick was very frustrated that he wouldn't talk. Do you remember this? And he made yeah. him go outside on the sidewalk in front of the practice facility and yell at every car that went by. Do you remember that? <laughs>
3: That's such a great story, though.
1: (laughs) But, like, here's a coach who has a a very obvious way of doing things, and you, the player, are either going to become somebody different and better or you won't be here. And we did have that kind of moment where, you know, Rick early on, frustrated with Siva, and maybe it's time for you to go somewhere else or whatever, and it clicked, and everything was uh, totally different uh, after that. But, like, here's the coach who's like, I'm not going to let you – like, this is a normal thing for a team to have to deal with. Like in the preseason. Yes. Not three months into the season. But I'm more struck by the hypocrisy of your DNA might be one thing, but you have to be something else to do your job. Right. But I don't. Right. I get to do everything exactly the way I like to do it, and I'm not changing anything. And you all are going to have to change what you expect from from your coach, but I'm not changing anything. Like, pal, maybe you ought to – Model this for them. Right. And my DNA is to be kind of quiet, but I'm going to be out there. No, but no, and, and I think the players, rather they they say it, they can see through it, they they feel through it, they hear through it. uh Here's a guy who's super uh super full of advice for us that he doesn't give to himself.
3: Yeah, yeah, and that's when you when you lack accountability as a leader, or you lack a, you can't model behavior as a leader. it it. it it detracts from your uh i mean your your credibility you know and that's i think it's more of a reflection of just just everything and i don't know how much like after the onavios after the zampane thing like i don't know how much we even have to pay attention to anything he says honestly ever that's how i feel about it because you just put zan and i hate that zampane is out there like as a talking point right now because as we said earlier it's not fair to him either because you throw him out there and he becomes a lightning rod obviously you know and what we're really doing is criticizing kenny for putting him out there but zan's gonna catch strays because kenny says something like i thought he played solid or he played well and we're looking at the tape going you're you're out of your mind it's no different than like hersey or delo
0: starting because we're like why the hell is this guy starting this game like he shouldn't be starting but like Zan is definitely exasperated because he is the coach's son and it's unfair to the like we've said, it's unfair to the kid, but also he is you're playing four on five on defense. And I think like
3: even he, three on five because the rest of the team can't do anything either. I think it's even worse than that though, because like you said, he's the son he's the coach's son. And Danilo at least he had a scholarship to a division one university before he came here. Yeah. You know, right. He was a he was a re- legitimate recruit. Uh Hersey earned minutes. Last year, and he has shown that he at least can hold his own against Division One basketball players without looking, at least without looking completely out of place. He has the ability to. That is not what we've seen. I would from Zan, and, and Zan. I, is I would add. So go ahead, go ahead. No,
1: I just I was going to add. Don't let it slide by in him talking about the talking part of this. Yeah. The other part. He said if we could just tackle those two things talking and transition defense. <laughs> like that buddy, that's you. Yeah. Like what do you mean?
4: things, and guys,
1: <laughs> right, right, that's right. right. Like, what are we doing? Uh, and, and that like that's that would be like if Jeff Brahm was like, We really need to work on running the ball.
3: Yeah. We need to work on just our running really, game. If we could just get better 20, at running, line, running we need to the, ball. the ball. Now. <laughs> yeah. Right? What are we doing? Got to work on our pass defense. Like We have four assistant coaches. Yo, what do am- they do in practice? That's a great question. Like I would love to know, but we're not treated like we understand ba- anybody in the fan base. Like we understand basketball. Or, or this goes back to, like, what drills do you run for transition D or three-point defense? I would love to know. What are the drills? What are they doing wrong? Outside of just, you can't just say, "Well, they got to get back." Well, what are the? I mean, what are the the consequences if they don't? I don't it, well, it's, and not it's only wild. that,
1: though, it's it's like you don't you don't really even get the satisfaction or the reassurance that comes from like him giving you a detailed, you know, this is wrong. We do this. And then the next game, it's gone. You know, like, you ha- everybody recognizes that teams are not perfect. You're, you're going to have a, a game where a team that normally does something a lot better doesn't do it well. And then after the game, coaches coach is going to be like, look, we're normally pretty good about this or that. Uh, but this happened. They got us confused. We got out of whack, whatever. But, we'll, you know, we'll get back in there. We'll try to figure out some better ways to do this. Maybe some other guys got to play, whatever it might be. And the one thing with, like, almost any decent coach is, like, if this is an issue – uh, the one thing I'm sure of is that it won't be an issue in the next game. Yeah. We are gonna not going to let over that become a habit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So and, and you don't ever, we don't ever get the satisfaction of that ever.
3: Right. So the guy uh, texted the UPS jobs text line says explanations are understanding what happened. Describe what happened and having a plan to fix it so it doesn't happen again. KP gives excuses, not explanations. That's what we've been saying for a year and a half is that it's never about how you're going to fix it. You know and what went wrong and accountability and how how you're going to fix it it's here's why i couldn't get it done or no here's why it was impossible for me to do it you know here's here's why it's not my fault you know there's always excuses as opposed to here's how we're going to rise and meet the challenge
1: well and and he uses spread like we work we've been working on that since the beginning well then that's that means you're not a great coach like, I don't know how else to say it, then. if you've been working on something since the beginning and you are one of the worst defenses in the country, uh, then you're not doing a good job coaching that. With a roster of guys from the right family. Right. right. All right. Let's get uh, Cody in here. Cody, welcome into the drive on. What's up, buddy?
4: Hey, what's up, guys? Happy Monday. Um, hey, bud. Hey, you too. Yeah. Man. I, I didn't think he was phoning it in until now, by the way, if you hear a, a snorlax in the background, it's my dog on my lap. So I'm really sorry. Um, but uh, <laughs> I I didn't think that he was phoning it in until now, man. But uh, gosh, when I saw Zan in that starting lineup, I'm not trying to pick on him. Like, like nobody has wanted Zan Payne to have a Kyle Keurig night more than me. Anytime I see him get out there, but it's, it's just like, when I saw that, I'm like, you have to be trolling us, man. And now it's like, I've got ai I had, a, I've still, like, I, I had a very high opinion on him, man. Not like, uh, I'm not going to throw away my autograph I got from him, like, uh, that's in my drawer. Like, you know, I think that was cool, but it's like, it just seems like the dialect and, and all that. Now he's just trying to, and starting Xan, he's just trying to piss us off, and I just don't, I don't like that, man. It, it makes it, – it's just – I'm starting to think he's a psychopath, too. Just the same – literally the same thing over and over and over again. I'm like – I put my hands up. I'm like, buddy, I, I can't help you here. Um, God, I just well, – I, I, I don't think he makes it through the end of the year now. Uh, at first, like, you know, when things kind of calmed down a bit after the Miami game, I was like, okay, he's going to – I still think he's going to get fired, but maybe, you know, we'll make this season somewhat serviceable. But it's like if something's got to give here. He's not having fun. Just go ahead and resign, man. Just resign. Nobody – like, just, just do it. Take a – do a Chris Mack. I mean, I, I don't think anybody's nearly as mad at, at Chris Mack now as we, we were a couple of years ago, uh, even though he, you know, still brought a lot of that on himself. But – come on Kenny you're not having fun nobody's having fun let Nolan take a swing at it um I want a new coach so bad right now it's it's unbelievable so uh I'm gonna go eat my soup y'all have a good day uh go cards
3: (laughs) appreciate it uh, I'm gonna
4: go eat my soup what a (laughs) sign off
3: I'm gonna gonna go eat my soup now I'm gonna go eat my soup
1: you know I I don't know that he's trolling uh us necessarily but it it really is difficult dave to for me to e- even begin to figure out like what the what the thought process was that that's the move that you wanted to make and so the, my options are either he is trolling us by playing xan yeah uh, or uh, he thinks that's the smartest move he can make which would also make me less confident in him but well, <laughs> <Yeah, that, laughs> like, that, that, it's awful, not possible yeah. It can't possibly be uh, what what the move is, and I think what will give away this as just some sort of a whatever. He won't start against Duke tomorrow, right? Yeah, like there's no he won't.
3: Probably not. In which which
1: case, I think the. Well, but like it's very much in keeping with him that he won't start in the game against Duke. In which case, I think everyone recognizes uh, these are. Who, who plays and who doesn't really doesn't seem to correspond to who can actually play and who doesn't. Uh, and that's always demoralizing to everyone. And I think you, do, you can't help. It's inescapable to have uh, this feeling that he's just playing out the string. Now, I do, do want to back out one thing. I don't think it's Kenny's job to quit or take less money if he doesn't want to. I don't think he has to do that. We don't. We paid. that miserable. ass Bob Petrino every dollar uh, that he was owed, uh, and he was a far worse person to be around. Far less successful. Don't get me wrong, but far worse person. And he got every dollar. uh, And so I I don't. It's not Kenny's job to fix that for us. So I do want to say, like, you're gonna, Dave. I think you hear people say this sometimes. Like he he should just quit. And if he wants to save his legacy, he should take less than. Oh, I hear it all the time. Sure, Sure, sure. I don't agree with that. I do not agree with that.
3: Well, it might help his legacy, but it's not his job to do it. You know, like, honestly, it's, it's, I don't disagree that it might help with goodwill with the fan base, but it's not his job to do it. Um, but man, I just, at this point, these don't feel like basketball decisions. So I understand why people feel the way they do, because I mean, I threw my, I thought I was, I thought I was like, somebody was playing a joke on me when i saw the the lineup i had to check like three different sources to make sure that even the the official louisville basketball account i wasn't positive if i believed it with the zam you want to know how how
1: how much dave this how much this stuck out to people i was sitting on the couch uh our whole house has been sick all weekend that's why i'm not in the studio uh, today but like we're just sitting around and i wasn't really paying attention to much because i haven't been feeling great any of us And my phone exploded when that tweet went out with the starting lineup in it. I think I had eight different people tell me, they're like, what is he
3: doing? Oh, I texted you. I know I did. I was just like... You were one of many? (laughs) I just texted you and said, (laughs) Xana's (laughs) starting. I just... I kept the expletives to a minimum at that point, but it was like... I don't... Like, we used to get mad last year when he'd come in the game. You know, and this is the thing. Like, when we... When we uh, uh, have these conversations, and, I, and I've said many times, like I just can't imagine him reaching the end of January, and I think it, at this point it's probably going to happen because we're in the last eight days of January, nine days of January. It's because I didn't see any moves being made to try to make – like it doesn't look like he's making a good faith effort to win games, even though maybe he is in his mind. But like every time I'm going, all right, I'm just going to – you know, like I'm, I, I don't want to say the same things over and over again. So maybe we'll have a different conversation about this. Then he does something crazy that doesn't make any sense. And Saturday was kind of his like masterpiece to me. Like wow, he did the he played the ultimate chip. I'm gonna start my son. I'm gonna play him ten minutes in the first half. I'm gonna put him back in and play him seven more in the second half. He's not play gonna more put than up Tyler Johnson. Yeah, I'm not gonna, he's not gonna put up a stat, and except for a foul. And I'm gonna after the game. I'm gonna tell you that I thought he played solid.
5: And, and I
1: really felt work. like Wake Forest. Wake Forest could have gone at him more. Even more than they could did.
3: have. Yeah, and believe me, they did
6: go at him.
1: Let's get uh, Harold in here. Harold, welcome to the drive on 9th On the bell, what's up, buddy?
6: Hey, what's up? Good Monday afternoon. Uh, you know, I, I I called because DePaul fired their coach today. That's why I yeah. called. You know that bastion of basketball um, blue bloodedness said enough is enough, and we're not going to have yeah. our legacy tarnished by this coaching experiment anymore. Um, and and so, you know, hey, I want to get you all to react to that. Uh, I've been I've been in meetings, unfortunately, but one other thought I had. Really quick, just in listening to you all talk, you know, Louisville has a history of appreciating walk-ons. We absolutely yep. loved the Bullets. We wanted nothing yep. more than for Elijah Justice to come in and be successful. We, we absolutely Dark slime. loved Luke. Yep. Yeah, you know, we loved Luke, right? I mean... Technicalities aside, I mean, you know, he was a walk on. He was a scholarship player.
3: Well, no, Luke was I, not a walk on. Yeah, Luke was a scholarship player. I,
6: Tim I, Henderson I was. Luke a, had, I thought Luke had come and, like, was able, like, his first I, I, his first sort of bit with us was walk on status. And hey, then he on the ship.
1: You're, what, you're going to love this. It was Kyle Keurig that did that.
6: Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <right>? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. You're right, I love that. <laughs> you know, because, because, uh, because, you know, Luke had that Cal Cure gun, yeah, right? Pretty much the same uh, guy. But, man, same guy. <laughs> no, but to that point, right? Like, so it's not like we're a school that turns our nose up at walk-ons. I think that's the point, right? That's so right. So when we have all of these conversations, we are a school that understands what we're looking at. We are we are a fan base that understands what we're seeing. We are a fan base that under that understands that you know there are players who deserve it, and if you're going to tell me that a walk on has earned starting duties, they earn starting duties because they are the one who are who's out hustling every single other person on the floor every single time because they know it is a privilege to be there, right? Like, they are earning their scholarship. They're hoping something comes open, and so they want to put as much good stuff out there as possible. And right, wrong, or indifferent, that's not what we saw on Saturday. It's just not. I mean, to the point where, you know, you look at it and say, that person, you have to find a way to keep them on the court. That's how we felt about Paul Keurig. That's how we felt about the bullet. Like, we understood why he wasn't on the court, but we we were happy when he got on there. So you know, it's I think it's really it's insulting because we've seen high level walk ons. How about this? I'll, I'll even I'll even throw a bone to the school up the road. They had uh, what Mr. Mr. Uh, Kentucky Mr. Basketball right come in and light us up. He was a walk on. He lit us up. After a performance like that, you're like, okay, I can see why the, those fans want to see him more. And so it, it's it's just infuriating. And I guess the last thing I'll say is, you know, y'all talked a little bit about improvements, and the one improvement everybody's hanging their hat on is our offense. You know, I heard it this morning. We're talking about our offense and how they they did some good things on offense. We put up 65 points. We put up 65 points. That's pedestrian. I can understand yeah. if we were like 75, 80. We put up 65 points and lost by 25. In what world is that good offense? We we didn't convert our, um, our free throws at the highest level. We, I don't think we got to the free throw line enough. And, I mean, if it wasn't for um, – White hitting, hitting some of those uh, jumpers that I've been told are no longer a part of the game of basketball, it looks a lot different. So I was happy to see that mid-range jumper. Like, that excites me as a person who loves shooting from the elbow. That excites me. But we do not have a good offense when we're only putting up 65 points. I don't care if we run great motions and get folks open. Like, yes, we should be doing that. But more importantly, at this point, it's converting. It's scoring. It's actual wins. It's too late for the, this looks good, that looks good. It's too late for the, hey, let me get my guys in there. Especially when you got your guys in there and we have a walk-on starting. Like, I was willing to forgive him. I was willing to forgive him for that first stretch, right? You know, it was like a 10-minute stretch without a timeout. I'm willing to forgive you for that. But then seven more minutes? Nah, that's intentional. That's intentional. So I expect... I expect him to be in the starting five moving forward. And if that's our best starting five, you should be fired on that alone. Period. Hmm. DePaul can do it. Why can't Louisville? It's Louisville Day now. We, everybody, it's Louisville Day. Hmm. There's no more DePaul Day. DePaul has been replaced by Louisville. Thanks a lot, administration. Thanks a lot, KP. Y'all go out there and figure it out. And figure it out. How about you get a hand up? Keep your hands up. Hand down, man down. Keep your hands up. And if you can't keep your hands up, then sit down on the bench. Maybe man, all right. You know what? I'm spiraling. Y'all have a great afternoon. <laughs> let's let's go card. Let's not get blown out by dude. And let's hope, let's hope we can we can carry some some good momentum moving
3: forward. Y'all take care. I love Harold. He's so, he just he's selfish. He you know what? I'm spiraling. I'm going to stop.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. I love that about her. He is self-aware. That's right. And uh, But the point got across there uh, regardless. There, I, My opinion has always been that if a walk-on – and you know how I feel about walk-ons, right? If a you walk-on plays, someone has to have messed up somewhere, and you are uh, showing – that you did not make the same mistake that other people made by not being interested in this guy. And that when that person, uh, that man or woman, is out there on the floor, you can see, oh, man, how fortunate for us to have found and developed this person. Uh, the other schools who didn't want this person made a gigantic mistake, and you can just see they clearly belong out there. Uh, like, all of that to say like a, a walk-on should not play if they look like a replacement level player, they got to be obvious, right? It's got to be clear why they're out there. Mason Riger, for instance, is sure. a great example, right? Like that, you can't, they couldn't, no, they couldn't block him. You're like, oh, I get it. You know, like that sort of thing. Zan isn't anywhere. It's not his he's not fault. Even over- I don't think he's, he's not claiming to be that either though. No, he's not.
3: That's why like, I hate that this is going to come off as us tearing the kid down. We're not, I'm not. He's just right. should be out there and it's unfair to him that he was. You know, and I and I hate to think what Tyler Johnson thinks sitting on the bench while he's starting. What's that? What's that?
0: Like is there some lesson he's trying to prove to like like Tyler? Like if it was like, oh, he worked hard in practice and that we're rewarding him. I could maybe buy that explanation, but that's not what it was. No. No, it wasn't.
1: Well, you can't tell us that that's what it was and then him go out there and and be winded four minutes into the game.
3: That's what I'm saying. That's 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 really the the answer to that question is, dude. He he doesn't look like he was in shape to do that. So,
1: so how did he stick out in practice with <laughs> some sort of work ethic right. that you that you started him, and not only that, you started you started him at the four.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Let's let's take our our last break, and we will come back uh, and put a happier bow on this one here. We gotta get to burn the on the, the other side, right? Be right back. We'll get get him next.
4: Where do you go
5: to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store.
2: Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? Listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known
1: as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. We made Birdhead Ryan wait through the commercial break, so we'll go right to him here. Ryan, thanks for waiting, buddy. Welcome into The Drive. What's up?
2: I'm glad there was a break between myself and Harold because I don't know if I can follow him he <laughs> he had a lot of great points <laughs> uh, i i don't I don't understand uh mark how you you think that Zampaine is not gonna start tomorrow. I one hundred percent believe he will start tomorrow like why wouldn't you think he's gonna start? I mean Kenny's given us no indication that he won't starting like that <laughs> i mean it's At this point, I kind of feel bad for, you know, Curtis Williams and and Tyler and Caleb Glenn, who seemingly hustle and and play hard on the court. It's like they're just getting overlooked, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if they just put their name in the portal now and left. I mean, it's like they're not getting appreciated at all. Um, But I don't understand how you think that he wouldn't start. I would be shocked if he doesn't start. I mean, That's, that's Kenny he, did say
3: that he thought he played well or solid, whatever he said. Yeah. Oh God.
1: <laughs> I mean, he
2: he must be he must be watching a different game than I'm. Unfortunately, <laughs> right. spending two hours of my life watching. Thank God these games don't last two hours. I mean, the last one lasted an hour and forty-five minutes. I mean, it's not at least two hours of my life I'm I'm losing. But you know, it, and I never thought I would ever do this, Mark. But you know, and, and I sent you the copy. But you know, I sent an email to. Yeah josh heard i mean yeah it's probably going to fall on deaf ears i did get a response from somebody in that athletic department it wasn't him but it you know i voiced my my opinion and i'm you know i'm not happy at some of the things that KP says you know saying that last year doesn't count and i spent a lot of hard-earned money going to these games i go to every game i sit through every game why do i do it i don't know my wife looks at me like i'm like an idiot i mean, Probably got a good case for that, but (laughs) I'm a fan. I'm a fan, guys, and I sit through it because I'm going to cheer for these players. I mean, at the end of the day, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts wearing blue on the sidelines. I mean, at this point, would that shock you if he started wearing blue?
1: (sighs) I mean... (laughs) Yeah. Are we really? Can we really, Ryan, with a straight face? Can we say that anything would shock us? And I mean that seriously.
6: Uh,
2: at this point, after what I've seen and what I've heard and what I've not heard, nothing will shock me. I mean, nothing will shock me at this point because he's he's proven that he's gonna uh, he's gonna start it. And, and it's not fair to Zan to put him out there. You know, it really isn't yep. fair to him. But because he's getting a lot of he's getting a lot of uh, arrows thrown uh, shot at him, and it's just that's not right. And you know, and I'm one of them. But I'm I'm looking at it going, well, maybe maybe go to your dad and say, dad, don't start me. I, I don't want to start. Like put me put me in. If you want to put me in, put me in later. If KP would have just come out and said, you know what, uh, Zan's going to start for us. He hustled in practice. He did what we we asked him to do. Uh, regardless of if we believe it or not, give us some sort of an excuse. Don't tell me that he, after the game that he looked good defensively, because that was a yeah. complete, it's, now it's just a slap in the face to it. So anyways, I'll rant. I'm not as great as Harold, but you know, I try my best. Take care yeah. of the cards. Did great.
1: Ryan, I don't know. what are you talking about? Ryan, always good to hear from you, uh, buddy. And Bertie Ryan is telling the truth. He is at every game. I know yeah. it uh, for a fact. And he, he puts his uh, actual money where his actual mouth is. Uh, sure. When it comes to this sort of thing, the, uh, The reason that I said I don't think that, uh, I bet that Zan doesn't start against Duke is because I don't, this didn't feel like a move that was the result of a lot of study. That's, so I'm not really convinced that that Kenny is gonna stick with it, right? Like I don't think that it was the result of a careful, deliberate process where he went through his options at the four and the matchups and all this and was like, you know what, uh, this, this is where the issues are and we're going to address it with. Z-. Like I just, so for me, I think he he does these sort of fly off uh, the handle kind of. Uh, I'm just going to start these guys instead of these guys, this guy instead of this guy, and and they're they're just flailing, and so I, I would be, I'm going to stick with my position. I
3: bet he does not start against Duke. I just don't. I don't know if that helps the. Your, like your argument. I don't know if that supports. You know, what's better or worse? Right? right, right. Like I don't know if that makes it more or less likely that he starts Zan again. You know, like I don't know. It, it, because you can't. None of us can look at Saturday's game and say that he should play again. But he looked at it and said, "I thought he played solid." I mean, maybe his definition of solid is different
0: than our definition of solid. Uh, that could be a thing. Like that's the only thing I got from that.
3: I don't know. Like I think that uh, to your point, Mark, he, he, it is. The starting lineups are super erratic, and and maybe this time we get the trifecta and we get Danilo, Hersey, and Zan Payne. And- that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. We're at
0: some point this year, I feel like that's going to be a starting lineup if yeah. Kenny stays to the end, and I don't know so if anybody would when stick I was through
1: a- five minutes in that one. When I was a, a little kid, the Bucks drafted Vinny Testaverdi and he set an NFL record for interceptions in his first year Bless with him. the Bucs interceptive and uh, oh boy he was a mess uh, i mean just a mess but after his first year he confessed to someone i'm basically colorblind right and all the uniforms look the same is what he said in in, in particular the super darker colored ones they basically they all look the same and, and you're like oh what <laughs> You, you might have mentioned this sooner. How have you played being, quarterback
3: this entire time? Right? <laughs> win, how did you win the Heisman? How
1: did you win the Heisman? Not in only Miami? played played well. Yeah. So here is what here is. Is it possible? Just just come on. We're we're trying to find good. explanation. Is it possible that Kenny is blind? <laughs> that maybe that's why he thinks Zan played well. Or, or things like that. Like maybe he just
3: has a hard time seeing. This is um this is quite a thought exercise.
1: I'm trying to come up with some sort of explanation, there but is not a only one. starting him, yeah. but then saying he played well. I so I'm going
3: with visually impaired. I understand there isn't one.
1: I, I mean, maybe he sounded like he played really well.
3: Like <laughs> it sounded great. Do you have fun out there, yeah, kiddo? I'll like really you ice cream today. <laughs> Oh, man, See, this is where I didn't want to go. <laughs> I, know, Kendis, I know. I, I don't want to pile on him. But, but like, it's Kenny's but we're fault. But we piling on Kenny. That's what I'm saying. It's Kenny's fault. Right. This is a conversation. Stop it. Play Caleb Glenn. Play Curtis Williams. Play Tyler Johnson. Stop it.
0: For every Doug McDermott, because he played under his dad, Greg yeah. at Creighton, for every Doug, there's a Zampane out there. There's more Zampans than dugman there are Doug
3: There are, but they're usually where they're supposed to be at the end of the bench. Yeah,
0: like if Brad Calipari got yeah, started at Kentucky, I'm sure they would have righted I was about it. to yes. say,
1: I don't think Brad Calipari ever started a game, and he certainly did not start one against the, an SEC team or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get Matt uh, in here. Matt, thanks for waiting, buddy. Welcome into the Drive on a Thunderbolt. What's up?
5: Hey guys. Uh, so after this debacle this weekend... I really just started thinking, like, you know, we had to have had just endless signs that this was wrong from the get-go. So I started digging in, a little Google search. And, you know, Mark, we all know. I can't remember who the guy is. You said when the coach is getting fired, we all know. Way ahead of the, the, the back channels have already started working months and weeks oh, sure. ahead, right? Mm-hmm. So I DM'd you from a guy on March, I just looked it up. March eighth of two thousand eighteen, that Chris Mack was taking the Louisville job. That was before his number one seed Xavier team hmm. got even eliminated. That he was taking the job because I had a guy who knew a guy that you know kind of pieced it together that yeah. it was done there. So I went back and looked. Kenny Payne was hired on March eighteenth officially. Jerome Tang was hired March 21st, three days later. Matt McMahon was hired March 22nd, four days later. Jerome Tang had his staff completed on April 11th. What would that be? You know, two or three weeks later? Matt McMahon had his his staff completed. On April 7th. Do you know when Nolan was officially announced as a staff member? April 11th. Wow. Danny Manning was April 15th, and Jumpman Josh was April 27th. Right. So, I mean, Ed Cooley this year. Kim English were both hired after the date of Kenny Payne. They had one or two assistants to hire within days. And do you know Rick when his Pitino strength and conditioning coach was hired? Coach was hired? Rick,
3: huh? <laughs> his strength and conditioning coach was hired in like July.
5: So they, and, and I'm not even getting to the rest of the stuff, <laughs> right, right. You know what Right, mean, But I'm just doing assistants. Sure. Rick Patino basically had a staff immediately. He was hired on March 20th this past year. So this lack of urgency. And I tweeted Mark and a bunch of people that this whole thing, I went back and looked through Like, this is, I mean, there's a part of this that's incompetence where I'm wondering what Josh Hurd has drafted as the we are parting ways because you've got to put a spin on it of Kenny's still part of the family, but you also have to put a spin on it that this is historically bad because there are still people out there that are supporting this. And insanity is still out there. And I just can't believe after doing this, like, Kenny Payne, that's the whole point of the back channel stuff is so you can get a staff in place and you can go ahead and start recruiting and you can go ahead and start, you know, talking to people. And Kenny Payne did not hire his first staff member with a three-day advance And Jerome Tang had his staff complete before we hired our first guy.
3: And Kenny was an NBA assistant. It's not like he had to stick around with a team through the March run. Yeah.
5: I mean, and this is true. Chris Mack was – I text Mark, March 8th. He had a number one seed team, and the deal was done. Back channel. And, I I mean, I, I, I know I'm a big Chris Mack supporter, Because I believed he just got kind of railroaded on the whole system, and I know some don't agree with that. But you know he had it in place of how it was going to go. Like he was already – you're a coach. I get it. 24 hours a day, you're not coaching 24 hours a day. You already take another job. You're working part of the day on what the next process is. Hmm. I know enough people who who do that. You know, they – yeah or talking to the next thing. And, I mean, just to look at this, and after this whole debacle this weekend with the Zampane, I mean, it's just got to come to an end. After And then I see DePaul has fired their guy, and I'm like, they beat us. <laughs> they beat us like a drum.
3: Yeah, they were down and 16 And we are, and
5: are basketball. And, I mean, it's just, it's sad to see where we are and to still see people out there thinking there's some justification. In it. And it, it's just – I hope the days are numbered and I hope Josh is drafting that letter. I just don't know how it's going to be worded, because the money is the money. We'll make it back at some point, especially if we get rolling again. And like my wife asked me, she said, who would you want as a coach? And I said, I would take a middle school basketball coach over Kenny Payne right now because there is no way you can only have – Ten wins in two years at
1: Louisville—that's the reality. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it uh, very much, Matt. Look, it, it, I think Dave, the uh, the postmortems when this thing is mercifully over uh, are going to be very interesting to to pay attention to, and, and I think unfortunately we are going to look back on a lot of things that individually maybe weren't big deals but when you put them all together in a constellation you're like man he this wasn't well executed almost from the jump
3: look mark but we talked about it at the time but there's a there's a yeah there's a we did we said there he's dragging his feet to yeah. hiring his staff and people obviously like you don't want to be o- overly critical in the first few months but we said right. it it's not like we didn't talk about it we said he dragged his feet for hiring his staff like we should we should have it in place already. We need to be hitting the ground recruiting. And it it was a topic of conversation, I promise you. If you go back and re- listen to those those shows after he got hired, it was absolutely a topic of conversation because people were worried about the fact that he hadn't seemed to move to Louisville yet. You know, he hadn't hired his staff. He didn't complete his auxiliary staff until the summer, but he didn't have his main assistants in until a month after he got hired. And it was it was a uh, it was definitely a, a topic of conversation we had those conversations and those were the things that that were being dismissed and we uh, to be fair we were also trying to be overly fair as well but they were being dismissed as like well don't worry He's, you, know, you gotta let kenny do this thing this and that like you're being overly you know critical it's like no we all this is just a question like why are why are we doing this and and why aren't we hitting the portal harder? You know, why aren't we turning over this roster? And and all of those questions were all valid. And they're still valid and they're more valid and seem like red flags and indications when you look look back.
0: Yeah, we knew Nolan was basically a foregone conclusion he was going to come here and we knew we had to wait till Duke's season ended, which was a final four sure. run, which was great. I'll grant that one. I get why that was waited. But Danny Maine was unemployed but for the time <laughs> Like, I, mean, he was I just finished, like
3: the you said that, sorry.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Maryland, he was a interim coach of Maryland this season, and he was unemployed. <laughs> he was available. Josh Jamison, you could have taken him. You could have at least got those guys in place. That's just the division coach until July. That was another red flag. But it's like, we got Nolan. You had to wait on that one because they were still coaching. But the other guys, you could have hired them before then. There was no one was going to care the order the assistant coaches were brought in at all. Yeah. Well, he has never
1: given us The sensation or the feeling of like, I'm working white knuckle at this every minute of every day. And uh, you can have you can rest assured that uh, even when you're sleeping, I'm not none of that stuff. He has never let us have any of those feelings uh, about doing the job Uh, and the the results are this bad. Like There's only one outcome here. Like, And I think the degree to which people just sort of lashed out at anyone who even asked about sort of what was going on, that's to me is the far more interesting Sure. thing here is like, are we going to learn the lesson of like believing our own eyeballs next
3: time? Yeah, like nobody's above reproach, especially somebody who's doing this for the first time. You know what I mean? And it's like that's that was the weird part about the dynamic where like there's a lot of us that wanted him to work out, but we were pointing out the things that were troubling to us you know and like this isn't this doesn't seem like the right way to do this this doesn't seem like the right way to do this i feel like you know we should have done a better job turning over this should have done the better a better job turning over this roster like why is he dragging his feet hiring assistants why does it feel like he's got one foot in this job instead of two you know that's those are the questions and and it just became more and more apparent that the lack of urgency extended through that first season. And that's why he talks about it the way he does. Cause he didn't have a sense of urgency about that season, you know? And that's why he talks about it the same way now. Cause he still doesn't feel like it was a failure. Now,
1: I, and that's the weird thing. And this is where, you know, we talk about like his legacy and all that sort of thing. You know, there's very little goodwill left. And I think these last few weeks uh, of him being the head coach here, you worry about the the degree to which things are just going to get ratcheted up Yeah. In uh, the antagonism and, and that sort of thing. And that's why I feel like even if your hope was to, to do this at the end of the year, at some point it seems to me like it's going to be far more likely that the, that everyone's going to need relief from this before the end of the year comes. And that, that just wouldn't shock me well, uh, Bart- in the least.
3: I I hate when we don't get a chance to talk about women's basketball after a big weekend, and we had Hmm. Tara Vanderveer got the record, and Caitlin Mm -hmm. Clark got truck-sticked by an Ohio State fan. We didn't even get to talk about (laughs) it. That's what happens when you lose by 25 to wake. That's
1: true. (laughs) All right, that's going to do it for us. You all have been listening to The Drive on I found the Ville. Appreciate you sticking with us through all of our uh, technical issues in the first hour. See ya.